It's Be A Doer with Master Fitness Trainer John Abdo. I'm Steve Syed. Each Be A Doer podcast features Master Coach and Trainer John Abdo sharing his fitness insights to help you get into shape and stay there. Thanks for joining us. Welcome to Be A Doer with Master Trainer and Coach John Abdo. John, it's great to be speaking with you again. Thank you, Steve. Appreciate the invitation as always. It is a pleasure. You know, John, we're involved in a series now where we're taking a look at different demographics and how different age groups should be attacking their fitness program and also just different levels of where you are in your training. Uh, In this particular episode, I'd like to be focusing on with you uh, general beginners. This is a subject that I know you probably are, 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 are approached every single day with. Uh, so I'm sure that you're going to be able to give us some really solid information on how you begin on your road to fitness, uh, what kinds of training, what kinds of exercises, ex- exercises, what kind of regimen should you be looking at. So take it away, John Abdo. Thank you, Steve. Yeah, I mean, there's there's different types of beginners. There's the true beginner, somebody who's never, ever exercised before in their lives. And there's uh, there's not that many of those. I mean, it, it, there, some people got a history of doing something, whether it's in high school or college or, you know, just playing with the kids around the block or whatever. But there is a big percentage of people who've never done anything before in their life. Then there's another beginner, somebody who's actually re-beginning. Uh, they, they may have done it in the past and they abandoned it for one reason or another. And, uh, now, now they want to get back into, uh, into shape and get back in, in, into the groove or somebody who's been, um, uh, doing a, uh, a certain routine, but now they want to begin something else. For instance, they want to go from, uh, let's say uh, weight training, but now they want to just do yoga, uh, uh, or, you know, just, just switch up a, a, a different principle. The number one thing is mindset. You have to know what you're getting yourself into. And you don't know what you're getting yourself into until you get yourself into it. But the more the more that you can educate yourself and prepare yourself uh, and motivate yourself, the better it's, it's, it's going, to, uh, going to result. I always say the more you know, the better you grow, so to say. So, uh, and, 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 and that can come in by communicating with your coach or your trainer or fellow students or, you know, people in the class and things like that. Ask a lot of questions. Be, be, be very curious uh, because there's no dumb or stupid question. I get a lot of people say, oh, I wanted to ask you a question, but I felt so stupid. It's like, no, no, no. you got to ask the questions. You have to ask the questions because when you ask a question to a professional like myself and any other trainer, we, we will answer that question for you, but who knows where it's going to spin off and may, it may spark into, in, 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 into different areas. The number one thing I always tell people, and Steve, you've probably heard this, uh, you know, a thousand times, is you have to make sure that whatever type of exercise program you do, whether it's a, you know, a certain routine or, a, a, you know, a class uh, or some type of protocol, whatever it is, you got to be able to recover from that. You got to be able to recover from that because historically I've seen trainers take their students and put them into the gym and, and, and the student walks, Oh man, it was such a hard workout, man. And that's uh, that worked really good. Right. But the student doesn't come back after that because they're so darn sore afterwards. That's not the way to break people in. That's not the that's not the beginner's approach to uh, to exercise. You have to break a person in to to training 
make sure that they're uh, that they're uh, that not just their muscles, but their joints, the tendons and ligaments, which are much denser, tighter, stiffer, more stubborn type of, of uh, tissues that hold the joints together, the entire spinal column, the hips, the knees, the ankles, the shoulders, the wrists, the elbows. Once you get somebody flexible, then you can start doing the, the, uh, the different motions. And from there, just watch your body. If you're doing it alone, if you're watching a YouTube video or you got an instructional DVD or you're going to a class, watch your body in the mirrors on the, you know, and, and make sure that you're, you're feeling comfortable with everything. A lot of people who are beginners feel self-conscious because like, oh, if I go to a class, everybody there is in great shape and I'm going to be embarrassed. That is not true at all. You can get a you can get a class of world champion athletes in the class and the beginner can come in and the world champion athletes are not going to be condescending. They're going to be supportive. Now you're their teammate and they 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 appreciate the fact that you have have subscribed to their principles of training. So when, when you get introduced to fitness, you want to make sure that mentally you're prepared, but physically you do not overexert yourself. And the way to prevent that, because you don't know if you're listening to a coach and he puts a big, you know, plate, a weighted plate on each side of the barbell and he goes, I want you to lift this. And it's like, oh, and somebody strains and pulls their back out or hurts their knee or something like that. Just make sure that what you're doing is something comfortable because it's more important to understand the the patterns of technique than it is the load or the resistance at that point in time. I'll give you a great example. I used to have athletes just lift broomsticks and people go, "What are you talking about? Just broomsticks? How do you how do you how do you get strong lifting broomsticks?" We would rehearse them muscular patterns to coordination, whether it was a clean and jerk, whether it was a squat, whether it was a deadlift, whether it was a curl, whatever it was with a broomstick and pretending that that broomstick was a weight that was uh, 50 pounds or 100 pounds or 200 pounds, whatever weight that they aspired to be able to lift. But by doing those mental uh, rehearsals, uh, which was, wasn't just mental, your body was going through the motions with a light resistance, it was like, th the way I would describe it, if you ever watch a baseball game, you would see before a batter goes up to bat, he'll, he'll swing two or three bats or put that stubby on there, that weighted ring, to just kind of like rehearse his muscular patterns of coordination. So now when the pitcher is throwing a ball at him almost 100 miles an hour, he could swing with accuracy and power. You know, that's kind of like the same thing. You want to rehearse your muscular patterns of coordination before you get into the heavy-duty stuff later on or the more intense stuff. And it doesn't mean that you have to train heavy-duty, intense stuff down the road, but every once in a while you do want to get your uh, respiration up you want to get your perspiration uh, pouring out of your skin because that's the way your body cleanses itself and rejuvenates itself and when you do that consistently we call it the adaptational process your body adapts to the stress that you're applying to it and it becomes stronger now when you're starting out exercising and, and entering into the world of fitness john do you recommend uh, that folks do join a class you just alluded to uh, the sort of the dynamics of a really good class are one-on-one -on -one training, which are, are, does it really depend on the person? And if so, how does a person make a choice there? Yeah, you know, I mean, there, again, there's so many choices and not uh, the, the answer I'm going to give here is not going to be for, for, for everybody. Some people say, hey, I want one-on-one -on -one training. You know, I can't go into a class because the, uh, the instructor, if at best, you know, he or she may walk by and just like, you know, look at me for a few seconds 
but uh, he or she, th that trainer, has got uh, you know 20, 30 other people in, in, in the class to focus on. Some trainers don't even do it at all. Some trainers just give a class, and you're you're on your own. Um, uh, but and, and what I just said previous to this question, if you're on your own in a class, make sure you look in the mirror, you 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 feel your body, you feel right about it. Don't don't do what the, uh, the person next to you. Uh, or in front of you or behind you is doing just because they can do it doesn't mean that you're going to be able to do it, you know? So, uh, but you, you're going to aspire to do it. You just don't have the coordination factor yet, the flexibility, the strength. And as the class goes on, like the, uh, the stamina or the endurance. So, um, uh, you know, I would start with, with a personal tr trainer or when you join a health club, you know, ask the management, Hey, I'm new to this. What's the best way for me to break in? And most of the time, if you, if you are a new member at a facility, or if you've been a member at a facility, but now you want to branch out and you want to try another class, or maybe they have a new class and, and they're, and they're trying to recruit students still ask, what's the best way for me to break into this? I've never done this before. Don't feel self-conscious by saying I don't have the confidence uh, to, to, to really jump into a class and just kind of like carry my own weight at this point in time. I need guidance and uh, great facilities will have great guidance as well. A final question for this episode, John. How do you know when you're not a beginner anymore? I mean, and you're starting to get into the level of becoming an intermediate. That's a great question. And I'm going to answer it with a great answer you have more confidence in yourself, Steve. I mean, it's, it's just when, when, when you are, you know, you know, when you've broken the ice and you've endured that period and I tell people it's usually two weeks, it usually takes two weeks. People go, that's it, just two weeks. But when you're not in shape, those, the, you know, the, those first 13 days, and that's why they, I think they made the number 13, the crazy number, those first 13 days, it's like, oh, man, I'm so you know, out of shape or whatever. Well, after two weeks, your body starts to adjust. Your mind starts to adjust. Your endorphins and your hormones start to fortify, and you have more confidence. And then that's when you know it's like, hey, I'm in. I'm so happy I went through this breaking the ice period. Uh, I'm no longer a beginner. I feel like I'm here. It's just like a new job. When you start a new job, it takes you two weeks to get used to all the different protocols that your boss assigns you to. And it's the same thing with, with fitness. Give it two weeks. Whether you're a world-class athlete and you're doing something new, it's going to take you two weeks to adjust. And same thing for a beginner. Give or take. I mean, some people may take three weeks. Some people may take a month. But make that investment, and I guarantee you're going to feel fantastic, and you're you're gonna you're gonna graduate from beginner to intermediate. Hey, John, you said you're gonna give us a great answer, and you sure did, John Abdo. <laughs> thank you. Be a doer. Thank you all for listening, and John, look forward to talking to you next time. Thanks, Steve. You've been listening to Be a Doer with Master Fitness Trainer John Abdo. For more information, we invite you to visit John's website, getabdoer360.com. That's getabdoer360.com.